are back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 1, Episode 22, Devil's Trap. My name is Chris Barros. And my name is Dan Cummins. Chris, we made it. The last episode of Season 1, it's been you know, a really uh, fun journey with you. Um, I think we've found our groove throughout this podcast. I think we're starting to pick up an audience. Um, I've been contacted by a few people uh, directly saying how much they like the show. Uh, It's really great that we're now moving on to season two so that, you know, anybody that's discovering us for the first time, they can pick up anywhere in season one and then eventually season two. So, man, what a finale this is. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, and this is an episode, uh, as we already noted, Devil's Trap, directed by Kim Manners. This aired on May 4th in 2006. Uh, IMDb rating 9.3, uh, rightfully so. An important episode, certainly. Finales generally tend to be either loved or hated. That's mm-hmm. the, the general rule I find with finales. Uh, synopsis of this one is it's pretty straightforward, Dan. Sam Dean seek help from Bobby Singer. Very yes. excited. The introduction of Bobby Singer. An old family friend in their mission to save their father from Meg, the brothers set a trap for Meg. Uh, so this one is huge in, in two ways. Uh, we have a battle with the yellow eyed demon in this one, just mm-hmm. right up front. That's going to happen. And we have the introduction of Bobby Singer. And I just want to sing some praises to that. We get this great engine introduction to bobby we get to spend some quality time with bobby and of course at the time we don't know how important this character is but this man is at the center of these boys life and this boy's these boys lives and i would say that he becomes more of a dad at times i think you you can say than their dad was to a certain extent um it's not a completely fair statement because i as we've gone through you know John's got reasons for the way he does things, mm-hmm. but um, Bobby is a father figure, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. and and arguably, Chris, a better hunter than John, oh. right? In this episode, uh, he he teaches the boys a lot in a very short period of time. He knows more about demons than than John does, and you kind of have to wonder, Chris, why why didn't John reach out to Bobby to begin with? Right? He's going after the yellow eyed demon. And Bobby has a devil's trap, which we'll get into the first introduction of the devil's trap, right? The boys know very little about demons and how to fight them. If John had just picked up the phone and called Bobby, he would have a, you know, a, a real advantage here. But we find out why. Apparently, Bobby, the last time he saw John, chased him off with a shotgun. So their relationship uh, is is sort of a complicated one between John and Bobby, but certainly... Bobby and Dean can agree about John's shortcomings. Um, and as you said, much more of a father figure, excuse me, than, than John ever was. Father figure is apparently a hard word to say. Cause yeah. I, <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting. So in this particular case, we're reintroduced to the idea that John's trapped and they're, they're told they're not going to see John again. It's a fairly straightforward opening, honestly, in, in, in this one. Mm-hmm. And then we are introduced to, Bobby uh, fairly shortly into this episode locations in this one, by the way, for everyone singer salvage yard, South Dakota, nine hours and 570 miles from last location, as well as Jefferson city, Missouri, which is 11 hours and 750 miles from Bobby's, which I was laughing because 570 and 70, 750 reversal of numbers at the front. Not that that means anything. I just found it interesting. Um, So, 
let's first talk about a few of the key things in this episode. It, really, the plot is fairly straightforward in this. Trapping Meg and then ultimately to get to the yellow-eyed demon. That's the central plot. The other key piece to this episode is that introduction of Bobby and the intro introduction, as you already mentioned, of the Devil's Trap, which is I mean, if we were to count from this point on how often the devil's trap is used, it's probably the most used thing outside of maybe salt. I mean, mm -hmm. as just an item that they use, whether it be in a gun or putting it by a door, you know, so this is huge. And Bobby says something. He predicts that a storm is coming because apparently there were 27 possessions compared to four from the previous year. And the Winchesters are smack. Mm -hmm. in the middle of it not a good scenario he's basically saying i don't know what is up i don't know what you boys did but this is not good yeah yeah bobby really uh teaches the boys a lot and as you know uh, viewers chris we shit just hit the fan yes. <laughs> to, to put it shortly like we had an idea that sam and dean were unusual maybe some bad luck if you wanted to chalk it up to that bobby is now confirming you boys are at the epicenter of something that I have never seen in my entire life. You know, what, what is that number? Like five times more possessions in one year. So yeah, Bobby. And can we just talk about Bobby's house as well, Chris? Because Bobby arguably, you know, aside from, from John, arguably one of the more knowledgeable hunters that we've met so far, his house is covered in books and drawings and notes. I mean, Anybody that just watched the episode, rewind, go and look at Bobby's house. I just love what they did with the place. Clearly, he's been doing this a long time. Clearly, he's very smart. Um, and the fact that he is so knowledgeable about demons, like it, it sets the boys up for the rest of the series. As you said, Chris, the devil's trap is used so often. They've been using salt, iron, a, a couple of other things, right? But the devil's trap is, is so essential to the boys' success moving forward. And without Bobby, they would have never known about it. So, it you know, I love the introduction of Bobby. It's really cool right before. It's like, well, what do we do now? Our dad's trapped. You know, I have the line written down here. Really simple. We need help. And then it pans over to the, you know, the salvage yard where Bobby lives. And they show the house. It's really cool. I was excited in that moment, by the yes. way. Because in rewatching, I was like, yes, Bobby. Because yes. Bobby's the character, one of the characters I mourn his his death the most mm -hmm. in this series so to see him introduced again for the first time was genuine excitement about yeah. what this character is to the show to the boys i think again the knowledge that you're talking about critical because you think about this in this episode meg comes to attack the boys and bobby mm -hmm. at this point where they are now they're in the right house i think you're spot on because yeah. bobby's prepared mm -hmm. and Ultimately, they are able to trap Meg because of Bobby's expertise. Yeah. They're also learning something in this scene, which I think is really interesting. They have not thought of demons as anything else but demons. Bobby's the one who makes it clear, like, you realize there's a person in there. Yes. Which is a holy crap moment. I think in particular for Dean, I feel like more than say, I think we see Dean's reaction more not saying it's not a holy crap moment for Sam, but I think we see Dean's reaction because he's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And it's, we talk about tough decisions. It's like, wait a minute. So there's a person still in there. And that is a, a again, one of those scary thoughts that a demon takes over and you're still in side mm. doing the things with no control. 
that's yeah. a frightening concept, I think, for anyone. But for Dean to think about that, and then, and of course, Sam, but again, they focus that shot initially on Dean. Um, it's a moment that they have to question, what do we do? We have her trapped. If we exercise her, will she live? Mm-hmm. It's also an exorcism, by the way, which we don't like. So again, we start to see a lot of really important things that end up being very common in the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really sad. And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, I don't know that we get the name of Meg's actual host, right? Meg's the name of the demon. I'm not sure what the name of the girl is, but she confirms. Yeah. She's been inside of me for a year and I have had to witness most of it. Um, And she is able to tell, you know, the boys where they have to go next to find their dad. But yeah, you're right. This is like a really big moment for them because it's pretty easy to just off a demon, right? You don't feel guilty about it, but now they have to struggle with the fact that, well, if I shoot them, I'm also killing the person. Um, in Meg's case though, you know, she, she fell out of a, what was it like a 10 floor building? So she's pretty much confirmed dead. I don't think they felt too guilty about it because man, with that exorcism scene, Chris, how intense was Dean? I mean, credit to Jensen. I was so like, just so captured by that performance and it kind of speaks volumes about what happens to Dean because he becomes a sort of a master tormentor right in hell. So a really cool like introduction tease to where Dean is going. I really like that scene though, because they have to struggle with that for a little bit. Um, and it carries on the plot, right? So they now know where their dad is and, and they go off and they, they try to find him. Um, also, you know, another thing about demons that they realize, Chris, is that they can jump into a person whenever they want. And we see that the, the boys find John um, demons get word of that and they just very easily possess a fireman, right, who, who can find them with an axe. So that's another thing that demons, not only are they everywhere, they're more common than ever. Um, we can trap them. It's a little difficult, but they can they can so easily jump into hosts and we have no idea of knowing who they are or when they're coming. So the boys have like been hunting monsters. This is a different level. And I think personally, it's the best introduction that you could possibly um, uh, put on for season two, because the world has just widened for this series. It's true. And just so you know, Meg Masters, I I looked this up. Meg Masters was a college student in Andover, Massachusetts. Um, she was possessed in October 2005 for a year and then dies. So the assumption that they make, at least through some of these websites, is that her name was Meg and that's where okay. the name came from. Got it. I, but I take that for what it is. Demons, do they truly have names or do they just take on a name? Castiel, mm-hmm. obviously, as we introduced Angels, was Castiel in different forms. But, right. but so it interesting. I don't know if demons take it a different way. Uh, but it's really interesting. Uh, she is exercise though and meg masters the human meg dies and with the human depth she does reveal where john winchester john winchester is being held so they know where they have to go there's no question of that they know that john's in jefferson city missouri it's about as i said 750 miles away it's not a short drive for us it's a short experience obviously so exciting that we get now set up and primed for this battle of sorts mm-hmm. uh, which turns into more of a battle of almost wits i would argue more so than a fight 
obviously yeah. the cult is involved here, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's really a battle of wits. Definitely. Yeah. How about them dressing up as firefighters um, <laughs> to get into the building? I really liked that. Um, the holy water plays a big part in this one, Chris. Um, and, the, you know, the thing we're kind of skimming over here is the fact that they do have the cult, but Sam and Dean feel very differently about how involved it should be. Right. Sam thinks that they should leave it behind and, and bury it or, or sorry, they want to put it in the trunk of the Impala to protect it. Right. And, and Sam even says, you know, dad would want us to leave the, uh, the gun here because if we go and try to rescue him and they get the gun, we're all dead. Right. And Dean seemingly agrees with him and sneaks the gun anyway. But man, is it a good thing that he does because he ends up saving Sam with it, yes. right? They get John out of the building, but Sam was getting battered by this uh, by this guy who was possessed. And without the gun, you know, arguably Sam's a goner. I mean, that that like black eye that he gets, half of his face is swollen. I mean, good thing that that Dean brought the gun, but it does. You know, we start the countdown of the bullets, Chris. After Dean does that, there's only two left, right? Yes. And as we as we save John and we bring John back to the house, you know, he has to use one on John because we figure out that John has been possessed. And the big caveat here, Chris, is that yellow eye demon, holy water doesn't work on him. Nope. He is an alpha demon. Very, very scary. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if a, if a devil's trap would, would work on him either. I'm, I'm going to guess it would. Um, because even it, it worked on Kane, if I recall correctly, but not for a very long time. So I'm not quite sure if the devil trap works on him, but the holy water doesn't. And that was like a big moment. Like, oh, okay, we're dealing with a very, very powerful force here. Yeah, and I want to hit on two things. One, just about the gun. The line that Sam says is, I want dad back, but they're expecting us to bring the gun. They get the gun, they kill us. That cult is our leverage, our only leverage, and you know it, Dean, we can't bring that gun, we can't. But then we get to the dialogue that they have with the demon. <laughs> I really am amused by this. Dean says to him, let him go where I swear to God. And Demon John is witty. Demon John, very witty. I um, love it. What? What are you and God going to do? You see, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, this is justice. You know what that little exorcism of yours? That was my daughter. And that's yeah. a big reveal. Like these were, they killed his kids. They didn't think about it that way, but they killed. Now, we know more. We know we'll see Meg in some form again, right? But uh, the fact that they're saying, you killed my my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Demon John says this one great line. What? You think you're the only one who can have a family? You destroy my children. How would you feel if I killed your family? Oh, that's right. I forgot. I did. Yeah. Uh, still, two wrongs don't make a right. Now, I'm not siding with the demon here. The demon is the villain. But uh, I yeah. just find the, the, the line amusing. Two wrongs don't make a right. Um and they're, they're faced with this decision. Do we kill the demon? Like we could kill him, but we're going to kill dad. Right. Um, and we learned this is one of the we're seeing this in. We talked about this. Uh, Dean does family matters. He, he, does, he says, ultimately, like, if we don't ever find him and so be it, like, I want you and dad in my life. We're seeing this is the first season, but they will do whatever they can to protect each other. Mm-hmm. They're not going to shoot their dad. They're not. It's they're not going to I mean, they're not going to kill him. At least that's they they can't do. They got to find another way. That's just the Winchester way. At least it is with the younger generation. I would argue if it was John Winchester. You might have seen him put a bullet in the head of somebody. But oh, yeah, uh, I'd say Sam and Dean's not their way. Yeah. and, And Chris, Sam struggles. 
Sam really struggles because Dean, like if Dean wasn't there to talk him down, I honestly think Sam would have put a bullet in him because Sam is very much like John. And I think yeah. Dean says as much in this episode, uh, very uh, kind of selfish and stubborn in a way. I think Sam was really considering putting a bullet in John's head because Sam wants to end it too. But Dean is always the one that says, no, we have to keep the family alive and together as much as possible. And Yellow Eyes says this line to Dean and it's really, you know, it carries on the next four seasons, Chris. He says, you know, it's, it's hilarious to me how much you try for this family, but they don't need you. They don't need you, Dean. Like, not like you need them. And my heart kind of broke there because you and I know where Dean is going. And he's right. Dean has these confidence issues. Um, but man, uh, Dean talks Sam down. They don't shoot him. But Sam shoots him in the leg. And it's enough for John to beat Yellow Eyes for a little bit, Chris. And I thought that was really, really cool that they chose to do that. Because, man, the willpower of John Winchester must be really, really strong to regain that, you know, that, that consciousness or that power, if you will, um, to control things. So, um, and how about yellow eyes telling Sam why he's around and why he has powers, right? That's the reveal we've been waiting for. And again, another setup for the next season, which is important. We have to realize this is a season finale, but there are now more seasons to come at this point, obviously not expecting 15, but you know, it was a five season arc. Uh, mm -hmm. at the time that yeah. was what the plan was so this is a big reveal and to know more about that and to be excited to learn more and we know we're going to get more and more of that in season two for a, a really big season two finale of course that kind of goes around this concept mm -hmm. but it's a it, it's exciting to see the direction we're going and as the boys and john ultimately get out of this alive john actually says per what you were saying I'm surprised at you, Sammy. Why didn't you kill? I thought we saw eye to eye on this. Killing a demon comes first before me, before everything. And Sam says, no, sir, not before everything. Look, we've still got the cult. We've still got one bullet left. Mm -hmm. So we got one bullet left. What are we going to do with that bullet? That yeah. I think the concept of, a, of one bullet is a really good plot point. The idea that you've got one bullet left to work with. You've got to make it count. Eventually, as we know in this show, they find a way around this and they, they, they get more and more skills, but look at the level of skill. I'll just say that they find in the last two episodes between knowledge from John knowledge from Bobby, like they, they seriously upgrade as hunters oh, yeah. in these last two episodes to a major level, which immediately had me concerned. Probably the first time I watched, I'm guessing on, wait a minute, they just got this major upgrade. How long are some of these other people going to be around? Cause suddenly they've got this infusion of knowledge Yeah, and they've set it up. Well, that, well, as we've already know, and we will see, Daddy's not long for the world too much longer. He does survive, however, season one. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, uh, character development wise, you know, I think these these upgrades, as you called them, Chris, they're really taking a toll on the boys, right? We we talk about where these two started in episode one and where they are now. Dean says a line um, somewhere in the middle where. He says, Sam, like, I'm I'm killing people now and I don't feel anything, man. I'm scared. Like, Dean is, it feels like a weapon is what I think he says. And, um, you know, Sam himself has gone from, let's just get the job done and then I'm going to go back to school, right? Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. I think, I think personally, Chris, Sam is going to be a changed man season two, episode one. I think yeah. after the Impala gets totaled by the semi-truck and they end up in the hospital, I think Sam understands that 
his life has changed completely. There's no going back, at least until the series ends. And, you know, we, we know he gets his shot at regular life at some point. But I think this is a turning point for Sam where he realizes, finally, I'm in this for the long haul. Yes. And the next episode, by the way, is called In My Time of Dying. Mm. Which is so foreboding. Um, yeah. <laughs> a, a few things we do need to note about this finale episode, by the way, just a few small little bits of information. Um, Dean actually says in uh, that he always wanted to be a fire fireman, and I, in the in the pilot, there's a plastic uh, firefighter's hat that can be seen in his room, apparently, which I did not know at the time. Oh no way. Yeah, and Bobby says uh, he makes a reference to Roach Motel, which is like a roach bait delirium cockroaches and that's how he describes the uh that's how he describes kind of the, the the trap um bobby's dog named rumsfeld that's a reference to donald rumsfeld uh essentially and then um when it comes down to it uh, it is a really great scene where we see the exorcism but according to supernaturalwiki.com uh, I found this interesting as a note. They say Meg's exorcism interrogation could be considered a visual reference to the into the interrogation scene of Sharon Stone's character in Basic Instinct. It's a very similar style cinematography. Oh, I don't know, but that's the intention. But I would have never even thought about that till I saw the visual that they show. So, uh, just a few cool references I would bring up. Um, I'm excited, Dan. This is not the last episode, though, for us in season one of our podcast. We're going to do a big recap on season yes. one. So that's going to be a supersized episode. Hope you're uh, excited to join that one. And then we'll come back uh, the first Friday of January with episode one of season two of the podcast, all about In My Time of Dying, in which, oh my goodness, it's an episode directed by Eric Kripke, Kim Manners, I'm sorry, Kim Manners, written by Kripke. It is such a great episode. I'm excited to talk about it, but we're not there yet. So I'm just going to express excitement in, in advance. But uh, uh, that yellow-eyed demon is still out there. And, uh, well, it's it's fair to say that uh, the boys are far from done, Dan. So I would say that's it for this week. We hope people can join us next week when we do our super recap, but we will be back. We will be back next week and for much longer because after all, we've still got work to do.